Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi there. Hi, my Rebel Heart. How are you? Today, I'm going to get super serious and nerdy more so than usual, about this neurochemical. It's part two in a four-part series. Last week, we talked about the down low on dopamine. And today, we're getting serious with serotonin, the mood stabilizer. Without further ado, let's dive in to Nerdville. Are you coming with me? Let's go. Serotonin, like dopamine, It's known as the feel-good chemical or one of them because of the effect it has on our mood and emotions. Now, serotonin is probably one of the most widely recognized of all of our transmitters, and it's really involved in a lot of core physical process that we undergo, such as the regulation of our sleep, appetite, aggression. It's also a player in our mood, our anxiety, fear, and a general sense of well-being. Any imbalance in serotonin, particularly when it's relative to norepinephrine and dopamine, are common causes of certain types of depression. Serotonin plays such a key role in all of our functions Uh, I already mentioned a few, but it really impacts our mood and emotions as well as our movement because it relates, and I'll get into it a little bit further, it relates to our muscles and our learning and our behavior as well as our sleep and wake cycles, otherwise known as our circadian rhythms. It also affects our digestion, our metabolism and appetite, as well as our cognition and concentration. And there's even a link with ADD and ADHD that I'll be talking about briefly. And it's also uh, a key role in our hormonal activity, our body temperature regulation, as well as nausea, wound healing, our bone health, plus it affects blood clotting and our sex drive. So the technical name of serotonin is 5-HT, otherwise known as 5-hydroxytryptamine. And like all neurotransmitters, serotonin carries a nerve signal across a synapse. And just to get really basic with what a synapse is, it's a space in between two nerve cells that communicate with each other. It's a place where neurochemicals cross from neuron to neuron. It's like the it's like a little bridge. It's a little space in between. So when serotonin levels are too low, this can weaken those nerve signals. And one of the most common symptoms that we would see or experience when serotonin is low is depression, but also the, these low serotonin levels can affect almost every system of the body and it can lead to a wide range of symptoms. Serotonin can really also affect other things and other chemicals in our brain and Our brain really needs serotonin also to make melatonin, which I'm sure you're maybe familiar with. It's a hormone that regulates our sleep-wake cycle. And I know a lot of people who will take melatonin to help them sleep at night. It's perfectly natural. In the correct dose, it can help you just 
produce more of that chemical that helps you sleep. Uh, Also, serotonin is important in wound healing. It's released by the platelets in your blood, and it's one of the factors that help heal wounds. It also causes the tiniest blood vessels called arterioles to narrow, which helps slow blood flow and is helpful in the formation of blood clots so that we don't bleed out or bleed to death when we get a cut or a scrape or even something more serious happens to us. In order to naturally boost both our dopamine and serotonin levels, eating a balanced diet with foods containing tryptophan, which is the protein that produces these neurotransmitters, is advised. Now, I know most of you have heard of tryptophan, and you've heard of it because if you've ever had a turkey dinner and you're feeling really full and tired, tryptophan is probably doing its best to be broken down into serotonin. You might ask, you might be wondering in this nerdy session, what organ produces serotonin? So our central nervous system, which is basically our brainstem, serotonin is almost exclusively produced in neurons that are in located in the midline of our brainstem. And it's in a area called the raphe nuclei. And these serotonin producing neurons They form the largest and most complex efferent system in our human brain. And the efferent system is simply just a term meaning that the brainstem sends a signal and messengers from these neurons out into the body. Efferent means out away from. So I've nerded out a little bit hard. I'm going to keep going. Are you still with me? All right. A lot of serotonin deficiency happens and we don't necessarily understand it all. It's very complex. There's a lot of factors intertwining with one another. And some of the ways that it's depleted, doctors or other people are unable to find necessarily a specific cause. And there are a few cases of inherited rare genetic orders that may affect the body's ability to either make or metabolize serotonin. But we find And this is why I want to do a podcast on it, that a lot of the main contributing factors include lifestyle, dressers, and environmental factors, some of which we can't control, but a lot of it we can control when we have the knowledge and the behavior and habits. And I just want to acknowledge that sometimes we can't control our environment or obviously what's happening on the outside, but just wanting to talk about what causes deficiency. So a lot of times if we have an altered metabolism for any number of reasons or a digestive issue, this can impair the absorption and breakdown of our food, which then reduces our ability to build the serotonin because of course we need to be able to break down and absorb the amino acid tryptophan to make the serotonin. Another factor is poor diet. So neurotransmitters are made in the body from proteins, and there's certain uh, vitamins and minerals that are required called cofactors. If your nutrition is poor and you're not taking in enough protein, vitamins, or minerals to build neurotransmitters, an imbalance will develop, and we really do think and feel what we eat. Uh, Another factor around diet has to do with, you've probably heard about the bad trans fats. 
So foods that are high in trans fats, such as pizza, potato chips, it's in a lot of salad dressings, fast foods, these trans fats or quote unquote bad oils, they are linked to, and and there's a lot of scientific studies out there showing that this leads to a decrease in serotonin levels. And then this affects our mental health because these foods are causing such inflammation. These oils cause intense inflammation in our cells and tissues. And this is potentially preventing the production of omega-3 fatty acids that actually help to improve our brain function and mental health. Just getting into the nitty gritty here about how one thing is linked to many other things in our body. And it is complex to understand, but just trying to simplify it a little bit. Also, there's hormonal shifts that happen in our body throughout life. Um, Some examples might include if you're stopping or starting a hormone replacement therapy, if you're entering into menopause or perimenopause, uh, the beginning of pregnancy, or even just advancing age. Some other factors that lead to serotonin deficiency. And this is a big one. And this is lack of sunlight. Sunlight produces vitamin D in our body. And people are freaked out, I think, about getting sun cancer, rightly so. But we're talking about moderate exposure to the skin for 20 minutes, you know, maybe up to an hour a day, not getting sunlight can be detrimental. Also, prolonged periods of any kind of stress can definitely deplete our serotonin levels. And you know, our fast paced, fast food, fast, you know, immediate gratification society really does contribute sometimes to these imbalances. And of course, I've been talking all along about there's things and you know that there's things that we can do to combat these stressors and to combat our fast paced world, but we are a product of our environment. So some of what we're experiencing is inevitable and out of our control and we can try to just control what we can. Other things include toxic substances such as heavy metals, pesticides that we might be exposed to through our food supply, and also drug use. And even long-term use of some prescription drugs can cause damage to the nerve cells that make serotonin and other transmitters. And that's unfortunate. And I know sometimes we need to be taking medication that we're on, but it is still worth mentioning that long-term use of some medications can actually be damaging uh, to our neurotransmitters. Also, certain drugs and even substances like caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine, as well as even uh, NutraSweet or Splenda, also antidepressants, and even some cholesterol-lowering medications can deplete serotonin and our other neurotransmitter levels. I just want to talk about some serotonin deficiency symptoms that might show up. And again, I just want to say, you know, I'm a nurse and a life coach and I have some other certifications, but I'm not a doctor and I'm not here to diagnose. I'm simply talking about the research. I'm talking about what's worked for me, what's worked for friends and anecdotal stories. So I'm definitely not diagnosing. I'm not telling you what you should or should not do. Obviously, please see a medical provider if you're going to make any kind of decision around your body, your mental health, your medications. But I still think it's worth talking about that 
what it would look like if you're deficient or if someone else is deficient. It's important to say, though, that serotonin never acts alone and it's a part of a complex system, as I've said. Someone who has a serotonin deficiency or if we have a serotonin deficiency, we may also have deficiencies in other neurotransmitters or other metabolic or other health issues happening. But if you do have a shortage of serotonin, you might have a sad or depressed mood or experience just low energy or kind of fatigue. Although, again, a lot of these symptoms can be for multiple reasons, negative kind of obsessive thoughts or just feeling tense and irritable. You might crave more sugar Again, you could crave sugar for a variety of reasons. And also you could have a reduced sex drive, low libido. But I want to talk about some other serotonin-related issues, symptoms, and disorders. And I'm just going to go through those. So depression is the biggest one, a low mood. Research increasingly points to this relationship between depression and serotonin. And we don't fully understand how, you know, serotonin can cause depression, but Most studies at least argue and acknowledge that it is a factor. You know, it's obviously sometimes related to life events, especially things like chronic stress or trauma or loss. Uh, Those things can deplete serotonin levels. So serotonin deficiency can be both a cause, but also a result of depression. Kind of goes hand in hand. Also, changes in sleep. Uh, Serotonin helps regulate the body's internal clock including the ability to feel sleepy and remain asleep, enter our rapid eye movement, which is so important for restful sleep. And also it helps us wake up in the morning. And people who have chronic insomnia or unusual sleep patterns, such as night shift workers, and I just want to give a shout out to all my fellow night shift workers and nurses, because y'all, I've been there, and it's no joke that it messes with your circadian rhythms, absolutely. And also people who have chronic fatigue or consistently vivid dreams, you could have a serotonin deficiency if these are things that you're experiencing. Anxiety is another big one. It also includes like obsessive compulsive forms of anxiety. And also in that same category is panic attacks. So anxiety that, for example, will come on and then appear unrelated to something else, such as a recent trauma or stressor is often due to a serotonin issue. And also, as I stated, chronic stress and chronic anxiety might also be depleting your serotonin and leading even to panic attacks. Other issues related are or could be irritable bowel syndrome. That could be a symptom. I already mentioned PMS and even hormone dysfunction. Another big one is fibromyalgia, as well as even sometimes obesity and eating disorders, as well as muscle pain and chronic pain. And the muscle pain is kind of related to fibromyalgia. So serotonin affects the way that our muscles behave. So low serotonin can cause chronic pain because it has been shown to be strongly correlated with fibromyalgia, which is a type of widespread chronic pain. And people with fibromyalgia may even get relief from antidepressants that raise help raise the serotonin levels. Alcohol abuse is another one that will deplete our serotonin. And also migraine headaches could be a sign that your serotonin is low. Another thing, memory or learning issues. Some studies have linked serotonin 
to memory and learning. So if you have sudden difficulty with memory, concentration, learning, it could signal a serotonin issue. Addition, other symptoms of deficiency such as uh, sleep deprivation and depression can also make it difficult to concentrate and learn. Another thing related to digestion is appetite issues. There's a number of studies that have found that people who have low serotonin, they might have appetite issues or eating disorders, and this could include either overeating or not eating enough or alternating between the two. And additionally, some people with depression, also it goes hand in hand that they may experience problems with appetite. It's possible for a person who, for example, whose blood serotonin level appear normal to have very little usable serotonin. So that's a whole issue as well. So this is one that I want to talk about. It's hyperactivity. Low serotonin has been shown to cause symptoms of ADD or ADHD. So a person may have trouble concentrating and having to fidget or be chronically bored or unable to sit still. Children could appear to have tons of energy or behave aggressively or get in trouble at school And serotonin could be at crux of that issue. It could be at the root. Another new handful of studies have suggested that low brain serotonin is linked to dementia and could even be maybe some early warning signs of this group of diseases related to dementia. I guess they're unclear in the research from what I've seen that if the serotonin is low, if it causes dementia or if it's a symptom but because it can affect memory concentration and other cognitive functions, it's possible that our drop in serotonin can increase the risk of dementia as a person ages. Something interesting, just want to transition now, serotonin and dopamine are both neuromodulators. And what that means is unlike other certain neurotransmitters, they are both able to communicate with many neurons that are near as well as far away. And that's both from the dopamine or serotonin release sites. So as neuromodulators, both dopamine that we talked about last week and serotonin also send signals that last longer in the body than some other signals of neurotransmitters. Another fun fact is that about 90% of our body's total serotonin resides in cells in our gut and digestive system. So there is a huge link between our gut flora and the components and health of our gut and our mental health. All of those other symptoms and factors that we talked about, it's all related because serotonin stimulates the small intestine to perform contractions that move food through the digestive tract. And more serotonin is released when a person digests something. And for example, if someone has an allergic reaction or if they've ingested a harmful bacteria, this will cause faster contractions and this can result in diarrhea or vomiting. Conversely, if there is a low level of serotonin in the gut and not enough serotonin, constipation could be chronic. So for example, I know a lot of people try all of the things and they're still constipated. It could be that serotonin is at the root cause of this as well or part of the problem. So like serotonin, dopamine helps move our food through our digestive tract. Serotonin though does not occur in the foods we eat, 
But as I mentioned, it's synthesized from tryptophan, which is an amino acid found in the foods we eat. So tryptophan, as I mentioned, it's mostly found in high protein foods like meat, fish, and poultry. Um, It's found in chicken, turkey. It's found in almonds, eggs, and spinach. And I'm sure it's included in other foods as well. Those are some of the big players. So those are some of the foods that we can eat to bolster our serotonin levels. Now, there's a lot at play here because if our digestion isn't 100%, we're not going to be able to absorb everything. But just letting you know that the tryptophan-rich foods are out there and we can focus on them. Also, just wanting to talk about what can we do to increase our serotonin levels naturally. And some of these things are sort of the same thing that we can do to increase our dopamine. So it's kind of a a two for one, or in some cases, a three or four for one situation, where a lot of these activities are affecting multiple neurochemicals and having multiple positive effects throughout our body, mind, and spirit. It's a huge plus for the sun exposure in moderation that I mentioned Healthy diet is important. We talked about that. Regular exercise, being in nature, meditating, getting enough sleep, engaging in enjoyable activities that you like. And then another way that we can do it is we can supplement with things that help bolster our serotonin and other cofactors and vitamins that are related, such as vitamin D, maybe adaptogens. I want to talk just briefly about something called 5-HTP. This is a supplement you can get over the counter. And 5-HTP stands for 5-hydroxytryptophan. Now, when you take this supplement over the counter, it can be converted into serotonin in the body. And it's a chemical byproduct of the protein building block L-tryptophan. And it's produced commercially from the seeds of an African plant known as Griffon simplicifolia. I don't know if I said that right, but I think that's how you pronounce it. So besides helping with depression, there's also a growing body of evidence that we, when we take 5-HTP, it helps with insomnia. So it helps us sleep better and it helps with anxiety. And I know quite a few people that have taken 5-HTP and done some of these other natural things like exercising and being in nature and getting enough sleep and, you know, healthy diet. But they've added 5-HTP and it's made the world of difference. Obviously, we want to check in with our doctors. We want to be safe about the dosage and all of that. But I know a lot of people have had a lot of success and improved a lot of symptoms from taking 5-HTP over the counter. It's very affordable. You know, most of us have probably actually heard of serotonin because of the popularity of antidepressant medications. So medications like fluoxetine, which is Prozac, or sertraline, which is Lustral, or citralopram, which is Celexa, and there's many other SSRIs, and they're prescribed most frequently for depression and or anxiety, and they are in a drug class known as SSRIs, and what that stands for is Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. So that's just a fancy name for what that means is these medications block the reabsorption or the reuptake of serotonin back into our neurons. So what happens is the serotonin hangs out in that synapse longer in that little area between the neurons. 
And so there's more of it and less is going into the neuron. So there's more available and that improves the transmission of messages between neurons and it makes it more plentiful. There's no doubt that these medications really do help people and maybe you have direct experience with that. But it goes without saying that with any medication, it doesn't come without a long list of serious side effects. So if that's something that you are interested in, be sure to consider those risk benefits and talk it over with your provider. And also just a note on if you're, most people don't have too much serotonin, but if you are on medication or you take too much 5-HTP for some reason or you, you just have too much serotonin, it can lead to a potentially life-threatening condition called serotonin syndrome or serotonin toxicity. This mainly occurs, like I said, after if you take too much of an uh, like antidepressant medication or if you're taking multiple medications at the same time. You might be asking, how do you know if serotonin is deficient? Well, a lot of places do have neurotransmitter testing as well as questionnaires and blood testing can help determine if you might have a deficiency. Certain tests will be able to determine if you have normal levels of the precursors and cofactor vitamins and minerals needed for your brain to produce enough serotonin. Also, hormones such as adrenal, thyroid, and estrogen levels can affect serotonin levels, and that may explain why some women have premenstrual and menopausal mood issues or problems. So that is a little bit of the DL and just an overview of our neurochemical friend serotonin. And you know, the whole reason I'm doing this series, I think is because I love science and I love looking at the big picture, but I also think it's really important and interesting just to look at the micro picture of what's going on inside of us and relating that to what we're doing every day. I know sometimes when we're doing our routines, we question and we don't really remember why we're doing them. And I think it helps to talk about when you walk out into nature or in the sun, you're affecting so many positive things in your body, in your brain, and in your spirit. And when you choose, for example, and this isn't to shame, but if you choose to eat vegetables over fast food, there's so many positive things that are happening that it, like it's impossible to talk about in this podcast. But if I can bring awareness for you, and as a reminder for myself, that things that help us feel better are really worth it. So the hard things that we're doing every day, the, the tedious, the mundane, the habits that we're doing because we have our future version of ourself in mind, they really do add up and they really do matter. And I think that there is always a way. I mean, sometimes we omit or forget about the most obvious things because we're so disconnected with ourselves sometimes and with nature. And because we're so busy, we forget that sunshine is medicine. It's not going to give us skin cancer by going out into the sun. If we go out into the sun for hours every day, days on end, yes. But, you know, fresh air presence, meditation, exercise. And it doesn't have to be intense, vigorous exercise all the time. It can just be a walk sometimes. And maybe there is strength training involved, but exercise is just so important in movement. And just all the basics that we've heard of time and time again, I love to 
get really nerdy and specific about why it's so valuable and important. So my question today for you to contemplate is what is something that you could do to boost your serotonin naturally from that list? Is there even like a snack of almonds that you could pack in your lunch or eat during the day? Could you eat a few more nuts or almonds? Could you maybe start exercising a little bit more and you've probably wanted to start doing that anyway? Is there something from what we talked about or something intuitive that you want to add? How can you also realize that we're not always going to feel like doing something? And that's why we commit to this idea of the thing that we want to do for the future version of ourselves, and we stick to it even when we don't feel like it. And that will alone boost our dopamine levels for sure. And it'll improve our serotonin as well. Just wanted to encourage you and invite you into the world of serotonin today. I hope you got something from it. I loved nerding out. Thanks for nerding out with me. I love you. And we'll talk next week. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. No, no, no.